Welcome to the Selfish Badass Podcast, the show that teaches female leaders how to create a life that lights her soul on fire. I'm your host, certified success coach, Krista Resnick. I'm a sought after speaker, teacher, leadership expert, and mom to three sons. I'm the founder of the Selfish Badass Movement, which empowers women across the globe to stop settling and embrace who they truly are. If you're a female leader who is ready to live a life on purpose and create success on your terms, then this show is for you. I'm so thrilled you're here because it's time for you to give yourself permission to show up unapologetically. It's time for you to step into and own your leadership. And it's time for you to create success in a way that feels good to you. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. It is that time of year once again, a fresh calendar, new beginnings, and an open heart just ready and anticipating flushing out some new dreams, some new visions for the new year. It's an exciting time of year, especially after considering the challenges, the uncertainty that we had in the past year. And I want to talk a little bit today about dreams, because so many of us are looking forward to pressing on and moving into 2021 really future forecasting and fleshing out our dreams. And I believe that everyone has a dream. And some people are thrilled to be able to share their dream very openly, very honestly. Other people seem to shy away. It's almost as if they're terrified or even embarrassed to talk about their dream. My former mentor, John Maxwell, defines a dream as an inspiring picture of the future that energizes your mind, will, and emotions, empowering you to do everything you can to achieve it. And I love that definition because it takes me back to my childhood where I could easily spend countless hours dreaming about what I was going to be when I grew up how many kids I would have, who I would marry, where we would live, what my life would look like. Dreams pull us forward. Your vision pulls you forward. Dreams give us life and energy. They're part of our divine assignment, as I call it. And yet, many people struggle to fulfill their dreams and even connect with their dreams. You can't fulfill your dream if you're not connected with it. So after working with hundreds of clients and students, I've noticed that there are certain themes that run between those who have lost touch with their dreams. If you've lost touch with your dream, given up hope, or never really connected with it, perhaps it will help you to learn about the top six reasons that I have realized, or I should say maybe my opinion, just what I've encountered, again, 
coaching and teaching hundreds of students. These are the top six reasons that women really have trouble identifying and connecting with their dreams. So that's what we're going to talk about in today's podcast episode. So number one, some women have been discouraged from dreaming by others. Now, can we just be honest for a minute and say that there's a lot of dream crushers everywhere. There's a lot of people just waiting to kill your dreams for lots of different reasons. And here's where this saying really does apply. Hurting people really do hurt other people. And what we want to keep in mind here is that those hurting people, it's often the only way that they feel seen and heard and validated is by their lashing out. Sometimes with these hurting people, by you connecting with and living with your dream or sharing your dream, it can bring up deep insecurity and jealousy for other people to the point where it's more than they can handle. Their capacity to see others stepping out into their dreams is simply more than they can take. There was a fascinating research study that I stumbled upon that was conducted with a group of monkeys. Now, just lean in and listen. You're probably thinking, what? <laughs> but I think this really builds a beautiful framework for this, you know, some women being discouraged from dreaming by others. So there were four monkeys placed in a room that had a tall pole in the center. Suspended from the top of the pole was a bunch of bananas. One of the hungry mon- monkeys started climbing the pole to get something to eat. But just as the monkey reached out to grab the banana, he was doused with water. That poor wet monkey scampered down the pole and abandoned the idea of feeding himself. After that, each monkey tried to climb the pole in an attempt to eat, but each one was drenched with cold water. And after several attempts, they all just gave up. So here's where this story gets even more interesting. The researchers removed one of the monkeys from the room and replaced him with a new monkey. As the newcomer began to climb the pole, the other three grabbed him and pulled him down to the ground. After trying to climb the pole several times and being dragged down by the others, he finally gave up and stopped attempting to climb the pole. The researchers replaced the original monkeys one by one with new ones, and each time a new monkey was brought in, he would be dragged down by the others before he could even reach the bananas. Deal of my time and energy working hard to achieve what I thought would make me happy, what I thought would make me quote unquote successful. But when we get honest with ourselves, life is full of surprises and twists and turns that aren't always the kind that we wish for. A relationship expires, a career that was sought after and crafted out with intentions suddenly becomes dull and full of doubt. A pregnancy isn't happening, a business isn't taking off, a diagnosis interrupts our life, or a child just doesn't live up to the potential that we know he or she has. There's a gap that happens when our reality does not match the expectations that we attach to. Can you relate? These disappointments can feel so devastating. As humans, it never feels good to feel the kind of pain that can come from these massive disappointments. So in order to avoid that kind of emotional pain, we protect ourselves by saying, I'm never going to do that again. Friends, failure is mandatory and part of the protocol when it comes to our dreams. 
I love the acronym that I teach clients and students for the word FAIL. First Attempt in Learning, F-A-I-L. We are learning, we are growing, we are stretching, we are expanding our whole lives. This is not a race that we ever arrive to. Every time we take action, we collect more feedback, more data. And then what we do is we take that data and we use it to keep going, to keep moving forward. We pivot and we adjust with the feedback that we collected. So I invite you to look at your disappointments through this lens of F-A-I-L, first attempt in learning. When you extract the lessons, I invite you to give yourself grace. Dust off your shoulders and keep going because you can accomplish your dreams. All right, this brings us to number three. Some women are caught in the mediocrity epidemic. Again, I'm very familiar with mediocrity. I didn't know that I could create a life I loved and create it on my terms. Recently, I was coaching a few different clients, and I really noticed that this theme came up very, very strongly for them. There was a general theme in every component of their life, and that theme came back to tolerating, living in mediocrity. And 80%, if not higher, of people actually live with this epidemic. I want to be clear. I'm not talking about having a million-dollar mansion or the latest G-Wagon. And if that's your jam, there's no judgment around that. What I'm talking about is living a life that is more than just, eh, it's okay. It's not really awful, right? I mean, it's not that bad. But it's not a life you love. It's definitely not a life that lights you up. I'm talking about the marriage that is long since expired, the dead-end job that's going nowhere, talking about the extra weight that you keep saying you're going to release and you just don't take action, or the friend group that you know isn't a good influence for you. I'm talking about stalling on taking action to build a healthy relationship with yourself. And here's the problem with mediocrity, my friends. Many of us can live there forever because we tell ourselves the story, well, you know, it's not really that bad, right? I mean, it could be worse. I hear that all the time and it's the kiss of death. Mediocrity is usually not quite painful enough to take action, you know, to really step into risk and change. And so you sit and you tolerate until another year passes you by. I want to invite you to start playing with a different question. I want you to pivot from how much do I need to bear to how good can it get? How good can my life get? Big difference, right? How good can you make your life? How alive can you be? Mediocrity is a choice and you can choose to say, no, thank you. If your life is slipping away into mediocrity land, then it's time to reconnect with those worthwhile dreams. Number four, some women lack conviction. Now, the definition of conviction is a firmly held belief or opinion. Firmly held. 
Friends, being committed to your dream is no small feat. It takes confidence, courage, and conviction, and it will not always feel easy, and you will not always feel like doing it, whatever it is for you, whatever the dream is. But are you more committed to your dreams, or are you more committed to your excuses? And yes, it can feel scary as hell when you have no past record of success in that area to give you the conviction. When I first started my coaching practice, I had no evidence of any sort of success. It was brand new. I hadn't coached a single soul. But it starts by understanding your purpose while you're here on this earth. It starts by understanding that you are not here to play a small game. It starts by understanding I am here for a bigger game and I matter. Now, many women fall privy to this concept of what I call de-selfing. What is de-selfing? De-selfing is when too much of one's self, so your thoughts, your wants, your beliefs, your ambitions, your dreams, your values, your boundaries, when those things are negotiable under pressures from a relationship. So a marriage, relationship with kids, relationship with friends, colleagues, a boss. Even when the person doing the compromising of self is not even aware of it, which so much of this we're not even aware we're doing, de-selfing takes a really massive toll on us, especially in terms of our dreams. You know, as women, we carry a lot of different roles, marriage, children, uh, employers, employees, volunteer positions, daughter, sister, aunt, friend, and we can lose ourselves in what really matters to us under all of those roles and those labels. And we start to detach from what really matters to us in an attempt to make sure that everybody around us is happy. Or Maybe you were never clear on what really mattered to you to begin with. You might have watched parents who never prioritized their needs, their values, their energy. Or maybe you were raised in a really critical and strict home. And as a result, you just learned that you could not trust yourself because you were always criticized when you did share a belief or an opinion or something that mattered to you. You know, you were put down or... You just had a lot of rules placed on you. And so as a result, some of us can really disconnect from ourselves because we're taught then that, well, we can't trust ourselves. We don't really know what we're talking about. And so what we do then is we begin to trust the outside world more than we trust ourselves. So how do you gain conviction? You've got to be committed to developing your self-trust. You've got to get clear on what you stand for. And you've got to cultivate healthy and kind self-talk as well as really grow your circle of influence because who you hang around really does matter. All right, number five, some women have never given themselves permission. So in order to really give yourself permission, you have to be ready. Now, before we all say, well, no one's ever really ready, 
which I agree with. We're never really ready before we do the thing. We just got to leap and take action, right? Let's examine what I really mean by ready. So the closer we get to ourselves during moments where we're having a hard time showing up for ourselves, the closer we get to ready, the more trust in ourselves that we can do hard things, that there isn't something wrong with us because we haven't left yet or taken that leap yet, allows us to repair the damage between our heart and our journey. The more we understand that others can say what they want to say, but the process of doing is really hard and it's unique for each and every one of us. That allows us, just building the awareness around that, it helps us soften our tight grip on who we think we should be. It allows us to be, it allows us to realign with ourselves, to become our friend again, despite things we have or have not done. It creates a space for us to come back to ourselves. And sometimes when we are really struggling, that's the journey we need to be on to be ready. You know, I used to, when I first came out of coaching school, I'm going to be really honest here. I just thought, you know, everybody needed to get their shit together and you need to just get out of your own damn way. What's wrong with you? And why can't you just, you know, why, why, why are you making this so hard? And it's not that easy for people. Because there's a lot of pieces that when we start to get clear on our values, when we start to get clear on our boundaries and what matters to us and our dreams, there can be a lot that goes along with that. We have to make really challenging choices. Sometimes we have to leave relationships that we don't always aren't necessarily ready for. And so it's just, it's easy to hurl advice at people and then easy to be frustrated when they're not making moves. And it's easy to do that very same thing to ourselves. There's a lot more involved. It's easy to equate everything we don't do to this lack of self-love or self-worth. But what we don't realize, self-love is discovered. It's found. It's fostered in these moments. That the more we can love ourselves through the more we come out of it ready, stronger, able, willing. We haven't beaten up ourselves during the process because that is what leaves us feeling down, stuck, broken. We rise sometimes in the waiting. We trust our own journey. We understand our wrong turns. We make sense of exactly how we got here and eventually we are ready. Eventually, we are ready. And when we're ready, we'll give ourselves permission. And you will too. All right, number six. Many of us are too busy living our fears. Our fears can hold us back from our truth from stepping into ourselves and being the person we know we are meant to be, from putting ourselves out there and doing what we're meant to do. Fear has got this way of disguising itself as truth, and we may live by that for a long time until we recognize those lies and that fear for what they are. So what are they? They're old wounds. They're struggles with self-worth. They're procrastination. They're shame. They're taking the easy way out. Sometimes they look like numbing mechanisms. 
They're not prioritizing the stuff that will move us in the right direction. Sometimes they look like super weak or super rigid boundaries. Fear manifests in so many ways. And one of the truest ways to see if it's holding us back is realizing we're far away from where we want to be, from where we could be, from where we know we would shine. And if we start to see the many forms of fear, we then step into our power of choice. We're either living a life where we're getting closer to ourselves or further away. It's one or the other. And I hope that this new and coming fresh year is a unique time that brings you, if anything, closer to yourself because that's really what matters. That's the only goal that really matters is building healthy relationship with self. So in closing today, friends, I want you to hear me say, I want you to know that your divine true nature is pure and is whole. As humans, we were made to love, to heal, to give, and to serve We're here in this earth school to use our talents and our gifts so that we can live out our dreams in whatever way that looks for you. Our conditioning, our trauma, our inability to emotionally regulate causes us to behave in these fear-based ways that actually are not who we are. We are here to be love. And our work is to heal so that we can become the woman in our vision. And we're to forgive ourselves in the moments when we just cannot be that woman, when we fall short of being that woman. We are to see the goodness in ourselves because when we see the goodness in ourselves, it allows us to see the goodness in other people. We are here to awaken from our own wounded egos and just to be a gift to the collective. The level of talent within each human being is just there waiting to be tapped into, to be seen, to be heard, to be validated. So let's start the work of healing and becoming more conscious so that we can live this year in our highest potential. My friends, I am sending you so much peace, so much joy, so much love. I'm also sending an invitation for you to join my clear and kind vision planning party this coming Thursday, January 7th at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. We are going to spend a lot of time reflecting on what 2020 revealed to us, extracting the gifts and the lessons, and then taking those things and really moving forward into this new, fresh and beautiful year ahead of us to really be the woman in your vision. Friends, I cannot wait to hang out with you this next and coming year. I can't wait to make magic with you, and I cannot wait to help you stop settling and really embrace who you are so that you can define success on your own terms in a way that feels good to you. Thank you for listening to the Selfish Badass Show. 
If you enjoyed listening to today's episode, please head on over to iTunes and kindly leave me a rating and review. And speaking of rating and review, I really mean it when I say that I absolutely love hearing from my listeners. So go ahead and cruise on over to Facebook where you can find me at The Selfish Badass or head on over to my website, www.crystalresnick.com and let me know what tools you're implementing, what strategies you're using and how things are shifting for you as a result of putting yourself on the front burner of life and living out the tools and principles that I teach in this podcast on how to be a selfish badass.